When the movie ended, nearly every single person immediately pulled out their phone, even before the credits started rolling, and scrolled through whatever it was they had missed over the last ninety minutes. If I didn't know better, I would say that many of the moviegoers were suffering from some form of attention deficit disorder. Back in the mid-1990s, when the Internet was just starting to become popular, I wrote a book about fighting techno-stress. I followed that up with a book on how to parent high-tech kids during the MySpace craze, and then wrote about how to educate our i-generation teens and children using Web 2.0 tools. In all this, I started to see a pattern. Every year, a bevy of new gadgets, apps, and other technological innovations appears and immediately becomes part of our common language. Look at all those technologies that did not exist a mere five to ten years ago and are now part of our normal everyday lexicon. Twitter, Facebook, iPad, and more. In 2008, the new Oxford American Dictionary's number one new word was hypermilling, driving your car to maximize fuel economy. But in the top ten were tweet, muffer, link baiting, and overshare, all technology-related terms. In 2009, unfriend was the number one new word, and four other tech words were in the top ten, netbook, hashtag, sexting, and intexticated. In 2010, the word of the year was refudiate, which came from a Sarah Palin tweeted shortening of the words refute and repudiate, followed by retweet and webisode. The bottom line is that we are seeing more new technologies each year, and we are rapidly making those technologies and their descriptors part of contemporary society. Where does this rapid influx of technology leave us as we cruise into the second decade of the new millennium? Consider the following scenarios. A young adult receives a Facebook post that carries a mild put-down and lashes back with a barrage of insults. The exchange carries on for days, with escalating nasty posts. A college student leaves home and is almost to campus before discovering that she left her cell phone at home. She immediately drives home and back again at the expense of missing her first class. A businessman continually checks his Blackberry at the dinner table, ignoring questions from his wife and children. A mom calls her 11-year-old son to dinner a dozen times with no response, only to find him firmly planted in front of his wee, seemingly deaf to her exhortations. A young woman watches hours of television shows featuring young, svelte, good-looking actresses and reality television stars, and diets excessively trying to make her body look perfect. A middle-aged man clicks on one of his son's Facebook friend's photos and spends hours jumping from one page to another looking at the pictures. An elderly woman wanting information about her continually aching leg muscles joins an online discussion group called Real Limb Pain and brings reams of printouts to her doctor to convince him that she has a variety of diseases from gout to cancer. A high school student is studying for his final in history and continues to switch his focus with almost no conscious control from reading the textbook to Facebook back to reading a few sentences and then on to an IM conversation, music on his iPod, a reality TV show, and his cell phone. 
All of these are familiar scenarios that are repeated across the world. But if we saw two young adults screaming insults at each other, or a businessman continually checking work papers at dinner and ignoring his family, you most likely would say that those people had a problem, perhaps even a psychological disorder. Yet these examples are neither uncommon, nor are they evidence of a certified diagnostic psychiatric condition. What we are looking at is a new disorder, one that combines elements of many psychiatric maladies and is centered on the way we all relate to technology and media, an eye disorder. In this groundbreaking book, I, along with my colleagues Dr. Nancy Cheever and Dr. Elmar Carrier, will take you through some of the more common psychiatric disorders, communication disorders, including aspects of antisocial personality disorder, social phobia, autism, and Asperger's syndrome,